Welcome to the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, where we tackle the issues you feel awkward talking about and put ourselves into uncomfortable situations you secretly relate to. We're not better than you. We're the same as you. We're just willing to publicly talk about our innermost cringe and shame. I'm Melissa. And I'm Vanessa. Let's get uncomfortable. Earth Month, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast. I'm Melissa, and Vanessa's joined me here today to celebrate Earth Day, and we're going to be discussing how our lifestyles impact our ecological footprint. But more on that in a bit. Let's start off with our uncomfortable moments. Do you want to go first, Vanessa? Boy, do I. No, not really, because to go first (laughs) means that I must admit my shame. Uh, It is Wednesday, and I got back from our Joshua Tree retreat slash visiting my puppy in LA on Sunday? Sunday morning. And I have Mm -hmm. not really unpacked. And I don't want to unpack, but I also do want to unpack. I just (laughs) wish that I could snap my fingers and just be unpacked. And I I just, I know that once I start doing it, I'll feel better. But I also just can't bring myself to do it. And then there's work and like, you know, that. So I don't know if any of you listening experience the same phenomena or if you are a, I unpack as soon as I get home type of person. Um, let me know, because I feel very ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a completely different uncomfortable moment, but I do want to actually change mine, flip the script a little bit, Ooh. just based on your uncomfortable moment, because I too have not unpacked. <laughs> and I, after our Joshua Tree uh, retreat, I went straight into a wedding weekend for my cousin granted it was like a much smaller covid like safe wedding but i had unpacked from joshua tree halfway then repacked my bag for like wedding weekend and then i got back on monday morning and then there's construction happening at the house so that there's like furniture moved around everywhere and holes in the wall and so like i'm not unpacked the house like i've spent like the past couple of days of work hearing drilling like five hours out of the eight hour day of work and yeah that's just my existence right now is just really disheveled and uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) so it's like how are you doing melissa oh you know just overall disheveled and uncomfortable no big deal (laughs) exactly yeah very on brand on brand indeed perfect love it love that for both of us (laughs) i love it for both of us we'll get there eventually we'll get unpacked but okay so our topic for today um like i hinted at is about Earth Day or Earth Month. And what I had Vanessa and I do was take this little quiz called the Global Footprint or Ecological Footprint Quiz. And it was created by this organization called the Global Footprint Network. And it's an international nonprofit organization founded in 2003, which envisions a future where we all can thrive within the means of our one planet. First of all, I was just attracted at how beautiful the like visuals are. And one of their goals as an agency or an, a nonprofit organization is to use simple, easy to read metrics and data to help quantify how much the world really is using and 
you know, contributing to the climate change and how we can use that data to essentially make change not only in our own personal lives, but to use that data to help change policies um, in around the world, uh, to be more mindful of the environment and all of the bits and pieces that go into that. Essentially, this quiz, if you want to take it, it's called the footprintcalculator.org. Um, again, it is it was created by the Global Footprint Network. It collects data on our lifestyle so we can we could input how much we commute on a weekly basis or like how often do we eat meat and things like that. So it, it uses all of that information to essentially show you if everyone lived the lifestyle that you specifically lived, how many earths we would need to sustain that type of lifestyle. So it's a very interesting exercise. And I had Vanessa like keep her results to herself. I haven't told her my results either. And after the break, Vanessa and I are gonna share our results from our quiz. And we're gonna pretty much discuss some of our thoughts and reactions to it, anything that shocked us, and then what we learned about ourselves. So we'll be back in just a minute or so. Welcome back, everyone. So like Melissa said, we're going to share our results and talk about if everyone lived like we do, how many Earths would we need? I was supposed to keep my results a secret from her, but I was so shocked and like just sad <laughs> that I spilled the beans early, but I will share now. So when I got my results, it said that if everyone lived like me, we would need 5.9 Earths. You guys, that's basically six. Ugh, oh what? my gosh. <laughs> oh no. So you you felt sad about that? It's yeah, kind of shocking, actually. That. Six Earths? If everyone did what I do and lives how I live every day. And I'm shocked because, and we can get into this like in when we talk about our reactions, but just like, I didn't think I was that bad. I think that's a normal reaction. Well, what was yours? Uh, mine was 2.6 Earths, which is still a lot. It's not six Earths, though. It's not six Earths, but I will say that I think a part of it is that I travel... I've traveled much less than you because I know that one of the factors was like how many how many how much do you tra how many hours do you travel a year approximately yeah. and I put like 10 to 12 hours like maybe a couple of like three hour flights here and there on average uh -huh. but yeah I feel like you're more of a traveler than I am yeah I put like 20 but, for that one um yeah. I also did this I did not take COVID into account y'all I pretended that I was commuting to and from work every day because that's my typical anyway. Like, COVID is the mm -hmm. atypical situation. Uh, so I, I calculated how far work was from my apartment, and I calculated how, like, where do I often go on the weekends, and that was all factored into my mileage, which is also what probably led to the, to the six Earths. Yeah. And on that same note, I am fortunate to have a workplace that's like seven miles from my house so it's not really a far drive you know I don't have to hop on the freeway and be in traffic to get into and from work so I think that also contributed let's just say it as it is like even 2.6 earths is not great I mean <laughs> yeah because like we kind of only have the one so. <laughs> we only have one guys. just kind of only one <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I guess that naturally brings us into like what our initial reactions and thoughts were. You you opened with the fact that you were just so sad okay, that you had to I, share your results. I need to share. Me. And anyone who went to college with me uh, and was around freshman year knows that my first job ever was for this organization called the Energy Service Corps. And I was a core oh, member, wow. it was a program through AmeriCorps, and the whole thing was about sustainability and energy efficiency. Like, we would go to people's homes, we went to the local homeless shelter in Merced and changed all the light bulbs to make them more energy efficient, did some caulking mm-hmm. on window sills to keep window sills to, you know, keep in the cold air or the hot air, whatever. Um, we would go doing like community surveys, just so many things, all centered around sustainability. And that was my life for like two years in college. I I did two different organizations. And so to think that I went from from, you know, that kind of environmental impact having that awareness and to just being an adult and needing six earths to sustain my current lifestyle is just so disheartening to me it just made me really sad past vanessa would be very upset with current vanessa i used to time my i still do time my showers i only allowed myself one song and that was it because i didn't want to waste too much water um also you know save time whatever because i could spend forever in there Uh, but I'm not as (laughs) diligent about it as I once was. And there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of things I think that I've kind of let go of, uh, in terms of my own personal expectations. So that's why I was so sad. But to, to that same point though, past Vanessa, a lot of the times conversations around like your carbon footprint, a a lot of the times you, you talk about it and it's associated with like affluence and I'm not saying that we're like affluent or anything we don't come from like affluent communities but mm-hmm. I think it goes hand in hand with the fact that we were quote-unquote poor college students you know mm-hmm. we didn't have the means to buy the nice food from this you know from this nice fancy grocery store or you know like we did not really maybe had to drive very far to our jobs in college. Um, you know, right. we, we probably bought less groceries and stuff we like sure that. Did. We took the bus. We did public transit, well, stuff like that. Yes. But I'm also thinking really quickly just about that food piece. One of the questions mm-hmm. in the quiz, and if you all take it, you'll see, it's about your groceries. Are they local versus being shipped in. And the funny thing is, yes, I was definitely buying less groceries as a college kid, but I was also for sure, for sure buying stuff that was imported or whatever. And now that I have more money because I'm an adult and I have like a big kid job, you know, I can probably (laughs) afford more so now than ever to buy the local things. It's just that that's not something that I think you or I were kind of raised to do. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So I just want to caveat, I'm thinking now, as immigrants or as children of immigrants, like, we are imported. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, the foods that our parents want to eat, the different treats in our cultures, um, those things typically are not locally made. I, I mean, yeah. now maybe... There's it's more of more us out easily here. Accessible, yeah, right? like making them. Locally. There's more of us out here. <laughs> we out here making pandasal, like <laughs> so there's, ice cream. <laughs> there's more of a chance, I think, now versus when we were kids to to buy local food that is still relevant to our culture. But it just made me think, like, wow, 
you know, because I'm over here thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, let me go to the little farmer's market and get my little locally sourced eggs that are, like, $10 an egg. I mean, we were debating on whether we get plus cage-free eggs during our Joshua Tree trip. We're like, but, the, oh my but God. like, it's so... Like it's Yo, so. Do we need that? It was. But like, we ended up well, getting like, them. They were more expensive. They were. There was like. It was like four dollars for six eggs. I know. Uh, I know. What? I, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think something like one of my initial reactions to was that the whole groceries thing as well. It's like we were we didn't grow up in an environment where we uh prioritized like local. It was more like what we could afford. So that yes. was the priority you know and that's still in my brain like that programming of like have that value mindset you know get that bargain but then it's I I think I have slowly gotten into the habit of like take looking at the labels and things like that but I mean obviously could do better it's it's usually always the debate between convenience or like the more complicated way to do it but the more ecologically friendly you know it's just that convenience factor that gets me that's why that two-day shipping always gets us you know that's like you know that's a whole different topic but yeah kind of I mean I just had two things come in from Amazon that I was like oh two-day shipping for sure and they Mm -hmm. do at least have an option now where you can I think bundle items or whatever they provide an incentive it'll take a little longer but your packages might come in the same box, which is cool, um, instead of, like, like five little boxes for every single thing, right? Um, so I think taking those small steps, you don't need it tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? Like, maybe you just wait an extra day, and you can get, right. yeah, um, your stuff within, like, a fast time still, but also with less boxes. Uh, and yeah. in relation to, you know, the pandemic, I think we've started ordering things more now than ever before including groceries oh yeah it's it's interesting because i mean yeah let's talk about that because i'm part of the like sustainability team at my at my work and and a lot of the discussion was around you know like maybe in like may of last year um we were seeing pictures of like really clear skies and really typically congested cities, you know, with pollution and everything. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's the first time we're seeing birds and like all this like blue sky. Do you remember when the dolphins came back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Italy, right? You were talking about like in Italy. Yeah, that the just... dolphins yeah. came back. Italy, Venice, like, cool. I think specifically is where they came back. Yeah, and so all of these things where it's like, it was like this push and pull situation. It's like people are dying, but then the environment is, you know, with this lockdown, we're not commuting so much. And we're realizing now that companies are able to have their employees work from home and work from home productively. It's not such an impossible um, feat as it seemed before. But the thing is, it's like what you were just saying, we have that, we're like traveling less, but at the same time, we're ordering more things on Amazon. Amazon coming in plastic and cardboard boxes um, and then we're, we went back for a while to plastic bags we couldn't bring our reusable bags to the grocery mm-hmm. store for the longest time um, and then yeah we're ordering our groceries even to come to us <sighs> we've like done some wins we've had some wins but then at the same time <laughs> we've increased our plastic use which is like the worst thing ever I know. I just, and I'm, on one hand, I am happy that the environment had a small breather from us to recover, Mm -hmm. but I worry, you know, we're all getting vaccinated now and things are slowly returning 
to kind kind of the way they were. So my worry is that we'll forget how cool it was that the dolphins came back or that the sky was clear for once and we'll just go back to polluting the earth, basically. And I think yeah. something that I learned about myself through this challenge, and I'm curious to, to hear what you have to say about this, Melissa, is I had to look up my car and the typical, like, the average miles per gallon, and I was like, ugh, gross, why is it not getting more mileage? Like, first of all, like, come on, y'all, I need to save on gas, you know? But also, just in terms of the planet... It blows my mind how reliant we've been on gas for so long. And it really yeah. piqued my interest in the shift to, if not fully electrical, then hybrid. And I think I see the world going in that direction, which is cool. But I, I think we need to get there faster. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's it's those little things that, through this exercise, so you're saying that you learned a little bit about your car and your things that you don't really think about in terms yep. of the emissions part. And that's... On that same note, I when I was inputting that information about my car, I was reminded of the reason why I bought a smaller car because I had that in mind. Um, and there's a reason why I got the specific car that I had because it did, although still using gas, um, it uses it has a higher miles per gallon than like the average car that size. I, I had mm-hmm. that as one of my factors. So maybe that helped me in reducing the number of earths that I require for my lifestyle. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I really did learn is I was going to ask you too. I'm looking at my results here on like the results part two section. And you can uh-huh. see by consumption category, the highest one that I have here is shelter so the house and although I do live at home with my with my parents and my sibling um I I realize you know I I do pay the electric bill and I do pay the water like the utilities here and I you know having gotten into that habit over the past couple of years that I've been living here I really do notice the consumption of the whole family whether it's like leaving things plugged in I'm that person now like I remember my parents growing up saying like turn off the lights like, why you're not even in the room? Why are you there? And I'm right. sure they were coming from, like, purely a saving money perspective. But for me, it's, like, both. Where it's, like, we're literally not even using the lights in here. Why is it on? Um, it not only saves us money, but it why we're just wasting energy. So the shelter portion is still the biggest part, which where I'm using, like, the most energy and, like, the all that stuff. It's just it makes me sad. Because I do also spend less time in the shower, but it's like a, it has to be something that's consistent. So when you all take this quiz, uh, there's a section that says results part two, which I think is what Melissa was looking at. And it does break down by consumption category. And for you, it was shelter. For me, it was food. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because one of the questions was about how often do you eat basically meat, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And I eat meat all the time, all the time, whether it's beef, chicken, pork, fish, what, like whatever, I'm I'm yeah. not typically eating a fully vegetarian meal. And so that was right. interesting too to see or to think, oh, one of the suggestions was maybe try a new vegetarian recipe every week. And I'd never thought to do that. I'm not anti-vegetarian, but I just am not like actively thinking about vegetarian things. And so, I mean, I was like, I guess I could try a vegetarian meal and we I guess I could buy... We had vegetarian meals in Joshua Tree. We had a vegeta- you had a vegetarian sandwich. I did. And it was good. I, I don't know if it was because of the way we were raised. I mean, maybe, right? But 
in my mind, I always just think that there has to be a meat. And that may be just because of our, like, cultural upbringing, or maybe it's, like, a society thing. I don't know what it is. But I was thinking to myself, you know, I can get protein other ways. There's other ways to get protein. It doesn't have to be meat. But in my mind, it does. And so I gave myself, like, the highest possible rating for that one, which might be Yeah, why. there's little, like, bars where you – it's, like, a spectrum where you can say, like, often, not at all, like, every day, twice a week, stuff like that. So um, I'm assuming that for that category, you put, like, every single day. Yeah, I did put every single yeah. day because I can't even think of a day. I had meat, like, every meal today. So, well, almost. Yeah. How much meat do you all eat? I think for me, the food category was the third most. So like for me, it was shelter mobility. So like my car and travel and then food. And I think in terms of the food aspect for me, I went through a phase in college where I was not only vegetarian, but I was vegan for a while. And I discovered through that process that there are alternate ways to get protein. I I agree with you that through culturally, that's not something we grew up with. I remember going through that process as a vegetarian and coming home and like not having anything to eat my mom oh my not God, knowing you were vegetarian I totally forgot about that yeah I was vegetarian for like three years I was vegan for like a couple months I was broke and back then in college when I was in college <laughs> um there weren't as readily available vegan options as there are now I'm like and a little bit part of me is a little salty because like everyone and their mom is is vegan now and I'm like where were all you when I was trying to be vegan and where were all these options okay yeah hold on hold on I do want to mention though or touch on that because when I saw my results obviously I've already said several times that I was very disheartened and I thought well what what am I gonna do about it you know reuse a bag like what am I realistically going to do that's going to change the world and reduce it to one earth only I'm not going to start walking to work I'm not going to live any closer to work I'm not going to buy an electric car tomorrow so what can I actually do but to your point back then there weren't as many readily available vegan options right but now today there's so many more choices and that makes me think of alternative meats like the impossible or the beyond meat. And mm-hmm. so I, I remember, and I advocated for this when I was in college, I kept telling people that every action you make or every purchase you make is a vote. And the more that we buy local or the more that we buy sustainable, the more that we choose those things every day, the more of us that do it, the larger the vote is, and companies will respond, whether it's oh, yeah. changing their own line or new companies coming up saying, hey, we're seeing this increase in people wanting X thing. We're going to make it. Like like the Beyond and Impossible meats. They thought, okay, more people want meat tasting, plant-based options. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it. That didn't exist because we all, you know, voted by our purchases. It's a thing that happened. So if you take your quiz and you end up using 50 Earths, that's crazy, (laughs) (laughs) and you want to make a change, just know that every little thing that you think won't matter does. Like reusable bags, the little things add up. So I don't know, Melissa, if you have anything to share on that or any things that you do to quote unquote cast your vote for the sustainable option. 
Yeah, and I totally agree with what you're saying, Vanessa, because the little things do ca- do matter because those, like you were saying, are essentially votes that quantify into decisions that companies have to face and make essentially for their business practices. And um, I do want to bring it back to the fact that that's one of the biggest points of this quiz and this organization, Global Footprint Network, because the whole point is to have people take this quiz and to have them really take a look at themselves and the choices that they make every single day. And in gathering this data, they're able to use that and like collect it into reports that they use to advocate for policy change, which is the biggest way that we can make a positive impact on the environment. Because while, yes, the reusable bags, the reusable water bottle, the reusable straws and all of those little decisions and lifestyle changes that we make um, in our lives do help in terms of reducing the, plas- the plastic consumption that you know is rampant in this country and in this world. But those little changes lead to being able to change the policies that enable companies that are not doing their part to improve the environment and the carbon footprint that they have as companies which is like hundreds or if not ten thousands more fold than our individual carbon footprints to make those changes and make it law to not maybe throw shit into the ocean or like you know use certain chemicals you know, just maybe yeah just maybe so yeah i think that's why a lot of the times when we talk about the environment or climate change it's like this doom and gloom conversation and that's kind of how we started this conversation you were like oh my god i'm so <laughs> sad i use this many earths you know with to sustain my lifestyle but i think we need to remind ourselves the doom and gloom part of it yes we need to realize that this is a serious problem but i think at the same time we need to kind of flip that on its head and use it to kind of empower us to do those little things in order to snowball effect it down to making the capitalism part of it change like the impossible meats of the world Mm -hmm. and like the vegetarians that are now realizing that it's not just to be trendy it's to like (laughs) save the cows and like less cows farting and creating all the methane that's actually causing global warming so yeah i think (laughs) The farting. That was a lot of thoughts, but it is a lot yeah. of thoughts. But so and you, so when you take the quiz, there is a section in the results that says, "How do you feel?" And you can click on one of the feelings. So you might be shocked is one that I definitely clicked on. Uh, helpless uh-huh. is another feeling. Inspired. There's many. There's a range, right? And when you click on a particular emotion it will suggest something for you that is solutions oriented. So an example is, I think I, oh, what did I click on? Was it helpless maybe or shocked? Either one, one of those. I click yes, I want to know more. And it does provide different suggestions. You can also opt to learn more. You can opt to share the information via Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, email uh, to, to basically spread awareness and kind of get people on board. So our hope is that you will also take this quiz and that you will figure out how many earths it takes for you to continue living your lifestyle and that you'll also, like Melissa was mentioning, um, find solutions, try to help create change, not just on an everyday level, but, you know, on, on a policy level as well. So Melissa, is there anything that you plan on changing about your lifestyle? 
to reduce the number of Earths you need? <laughs> I think in the COVID times, I've definitely slipped a little bit in terms of my use a plastic use I think for me one of my goals for a number of years has been to reduce my plastic consumption because there's just microplastics everywhere and everything and yeah as well as getting back to bringing my reusable bags with me I've gotten so used to being like 10 cents for a bag you know oh my gosh, and that that's supposed yeah. to be a reusable bag um, but no one really reuses it at least right. I don't think I do but yeah maybe I'm, like one once. of the things yeah, I use it maybe once and then I use it for the trash can or something and then that gets thrown away. Right. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, in terms of the things that I, I I plan on changing or being more mindful of moving forward is just continuing to reduce my plastic use. I think that's like the biggest thing that's impacting our planet. Um, one of the biggest things. So that's what I'm going to do. How about you? Are you going to change anything in terms of your lifestyle? You know, I I mentioned it earlier, but I am a little intrigued about the whole can you try a vegetarian recipe once mm-hmm. a week instead of just meat, meat, meat. So that is something I would like to incorporate. And then I want to, it's something I've wanted to do and never actually sought it out or done it, but I know there exist things like beach cleanups. Or in general, people come together to try and, you know, make the earth a happier place. If you mm-hmm. want to see that in action, Melissa and I actually watched a pretty cool little documentary thing hosted by our fave, Zach Efron. Fave. I can't you. remember the title, though. Do you remember it? So you can suggest it to our listeners. Yeah, so it's called, and it's available on Discovery+. Plus. Hopefully it's available on other streaming platforms, but it's called The Great Global Cleanup. And the reason me and Vanessa <laughs> clicked on it to watch was because beautiful Zac Efron was on the <laughs> cover. But yeah, they cover a lot of different ways people around the world are putting their ideas together and making change and cleaning up the mess we've made as human beings. So it's a good watch. It is. It's really inspiring, and it's something that I think I would like to implement, and maybe you all can too. So, Melissa, can you hit them again with the name of the quiz so they can take it with us and share their results and hopefully yeah. find solutions? <laughs> it is the Ecological Footprint Quiz, and if you go to footprintcalculator.org, you'll know you're at the right place when you see the Global Footprint Network logo on the top left. Take the quiz. I think it's really fun and really enlightening to learn more about your lifestyle and how it impacts the planet. And then I like the fact that it doesn't say like, you know, boo you, you're a bad person. It gives you solutions on how to better your impact on the planet. So Take it, let us know what you think, and happy Earth Day, everyone. Let's treat our planet a little better. Well, thank you, Melissa, for finding this quiz for us, and thank you all for listening today. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so we'll see you next time. Bye.